You're watching and listening to the Fat Bidden Film Club. I'm assuming I'm Zan Azli. I'm Shelly Wustawan. And we both have really nice new haircuts. Uh, and as usual, every Especially week... Especially mine. Because <laughs> I look cute. Uh, every week, as usual, we watch a local film and we review it. Uh, and this week... Something Very that cute. I've been... Yeah, something <laughs> that I've been looking forward to. Yes. Uh, Police Evil 2. Yes. Okay, bye. Okay, so we watched uh, Police, Police Evo 2. Evo 2. I didn't see Police Evo 1. I saw Police so. Evo 1. I loved Police Evo 1. Yeah. Uh, and now Police Evo 2. It's even more mind-blowing. I, I, I like Police Evo 2 way more than Police Evo 1. Okay, so what's Police Evo 2 about? See, see, see Police Evo 1 was okay. a direct copy of Bad Boys. Mm. And it was a good copy. Right? Okay. They did it well. Uh, but there were some 90s tropes that we kind of don't like anymore in this day and age. Like the dam damsel in distress and uh, uh, you know, a hero, tough guy hero and a comic relief funny guy. Mm. You know, which was a little bit boring already lah, you know. Okay. So Police Evil 2. Okay, so yes. So what is Police Evil 2 about? Police Evil 2 so is... the same two flurs. Yeah, yeah. It's Zizan yes. Raza Zizan and, and Shahid Zizan. Zizan. Uh, uh, they're now like really good bros already after Police like, Evil yeah, 1. Yeah, they're hardcore bros. You know, yeah, hardcore and, uh, bros. And they got like brolets. So there's like, <laughs> they're, like training, training junior, yeah. junior, junior agents lah, like that. Brolets. Yeah, and, and they go, they, they, they are in the narcotics department. Yeah. Right? So the brolets are trying to stop the, the meh, right? Is it meth? No, Shabu. Shabu. They're trying to stop Shabu from coming. They, they are based in Kuantan. They're from the narcotics department in Kuantan. Yeah. And uh, they're trying to shop, stop the Shabu from coming to the country. And it turns out, the masterminds behind the Shabu is terrorists. Yes. Okay. Islamic terrorists. Islamic terrorists. Yes, led by Hasnul Izzat. Yes, Hasnul Rahman. Oh, sorry. Hasnul Izzat is my friend. <laughs> Sorry, Zan. Led by, uh, by Ayazan. Ayazan from KL Underground. From KL Underworld. Yeah. Except he's not very Ketua Kampungish in this yeah. at all. So he's like um, some cult leader lah. Yeah, so it starts off, it opens with um, the their actual cult leader uh, getting severely injured in a operasi. And it turns out he's now in the ICU under the 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 custody of the police. Yeah. So now Hasno Rahmat Ayazan and he, wait, wait, but his real name is Hasno Rahmat. Yeah, no, his real name in the movie. Oh, his, his real name in the movie name. is uh, I have no idea. Some Ustad. <laughs> okay, anyway. No, he doesn't have a Ustad name lah. Yeah. Anyway, so. So he's the head of the terrorist group. He's the head of the terrorist group, the second in the command. But uh, now, now he's heading it, and he's like pissed off that y'all have taken his terrorist bro. Okay. Yeah. So, so he, he takes over a, a kampung, whole island. A whole, a whole island. Yeah, the kampung on the island. Yeah. Okay. There's nobody else on the island. He takes over a kampung on the island. Yeah. And he like takes hostage. Takes, out, takes them takes hostage. The whole kampung as a hostage. And who happens to be on this island? The bros. And yeah. The yeah, because they were there okay. looking for the drug yeah. dealers. And right? there is a female undercover Indonesian uh, agent, narcotics agent, narcotics agent who was also on the island, uh, captured by the bros because she was she was undercover, right? 
and uh, they were trying to capture the contact. Basically, the the guy who's connecting the terrorists to the the normal drug dealers. Mm. So he's the middleman, lah. Yep. So she was getting close to him, and then uh, actually he's he's the the head terrorist the nephew. Uh, nephew. Yeah. So he she was getting close to him to try to take him down, and then she got ca- she got captured by the bros, and then she happened to also be on the island when the brolets. And everybody got taken hostage. So it was really gripping. So basically, that's the story. Okay. So it was really gripping. It was so cool, and uh, I thought it was it was great. It was um it was really great as a film. Okay, what did you think? Uh, I I thought it was great. (laughs) It's a very wonderful mainstream action movie. It was very tight. Yeah. I thought it was very tight. Yep. Um, everything was uh okay except for the last part. The ending was a bit long, a bit. Oh yeah, they dragged it out a little yeah. bit lah for the ending. I like, thought it was going to oh be God. over already but <laughs> a little bit lah. But yeah. it's a very slight, um, slight, slight complaint lah. Okay, so the things that we do like, okay, what do you like about it? Because uh, there are things that I don't like about it. Uh, I like Zizan's acting. They explored his character well because remember I said Police Evil 1, he was the comic relief. Mm. Uh, but in Police Evil 2, they developed his character. He, has, he can act. He can act. <laughs> he has real conflict in he his character. He should actually just act and stop trying to be a funny man. But his nose might be too big. Yeah, to be because yeah, he, he has one of his junior apprentice, I guess. The brolet. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> dies and he blames himself. Yeah. Right, Shahizi Sam's character we already know from Police Evil One has a lot of conflict already because you know uh, his family, Rudy, your brother dies and all Rudy, that, you know. Bros with conflicted past. Yeah, so mm-hmm. the both of them really help each other out, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. Zizan Zizan Raza is is great, you know. I wouldn't say he's excellent, right? Shahizi but he was Sam's all right. character yeah. is taking no shit from y'all, okay? Like he's just oh my god, <laughs> okay? He just wants to get shit done. Yeah. And I just, I love that in a man. I mean, Shahizi mm-hmm. Sam, mm-hmm. Sam has never been known for his acting. Yeah, you but know, he doesn't turns out act well. When you just ask him to just be broody and moody and say a couple of lines and like kick ass, he can jump over containers. Yeah, he can like, I never knew grip pistols and ever, rifles. Like, objectify Shahizi Sam. But he's but the perfect person yeah. to, to objectify. It turns out when he works <laughs> out a bit, takes off his shirt, gets sewn up by a girl and thinks he's actually quite a thirst trap. He can though. He can mm-hmm. He can do the Malay acting thing. When you're very angry, oh, when you're sad, you want to cry, oh, you know, you know the Malay drama acting? When they go the, the, the really extreme ends of the spectrum, yeah. that one can. <laughs> but he, but other yeah. than that, you just give him a gun, ask him to jump around, lah. <laughs> and just be like tight faced all yeah. the time. Yeah, no need to act. Muka just jump katat, around. You know, yeah. like the muka katat of Shahizi Sam. Yeah. Like, yeah. But Zizan, yeah. good acting. Zizan actually had to act a bit, lah, a lot actually, because <laughs> yeah. he he had like a serious conflict and things, and it was um a nice flow between mm. the dynamics of the two bros. Because at the beginning, you see Zizan is very controlled. He's in charge, taking like. You know, taking taking the the practical steps and everything, and then like halfway through the show, he just like basically is undone, he falls uh, yeah. apart, and he, he falls totally apart. just collapsed, and then um. But then picks himself up yeah, again, lah. Yeah, then la. he sort of like with the help of Shahizi Sam, the, the bros, the bros. So you know? the bros. Yeah. Um, the other thing that we really liked was well, I really liked was uh, Reina Shah's character. Oh yeah, she's hot. Uh, what is her name in it? Uh? Uh, I cannot remember. Ray, no. Raylin Shah is her real name. Yeah. So her character in the character also starts with R. Rina? Ryan? Something. <laughs> anyway, yeah, yeah. so her, she is the Indonesian um, undercover agent. And girl, girl, she kicks 
ass, y'all. Th and she kicks yeah. ass in like a super like feminist way, okay? First of all, she doesn't get romantically involved with either of them. Win. Second of all, she actually saves their butts towards the end. Win. Third of all, she can totally hold her fucking own and she's not afraid to like show you that. Win. Triple win, okay? This girl's character is just like wonderful. I love it. Um, it would have been cool if she was Malaysian, not Indonesian, but it was, uh, it was, it was wonderful, it was great. It was great to see a strong, unapologetic female character on the screen who doesn't dumb herself down for dudes and is not romantically involved with any of them. It was a real progression, I thought. So from yeah. police from police evil one to police evil two, you can say that they don't want to play that trope anymore. Mm. And you have actually uh, 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 women characters who are supposed uh, who are strong uh, and who actually carry the story forward and they yes. have a role to play. Yes. Only problem is there was this one woman character played by Era Fazira, who is the police chief who handles the whole operations. She fits she... nicely into the stereotypes stereotype of emotional woman boss. So Literally she, from the get-go. She's she just screaming in, everywhere, she she's angry at everything. into the squad room, yeah. into the operation room, the situation room, and she's just like a bitch boss. Yeah. And she's emotional and she's like, I, you don't need to wait for me, I already told you do it now. And she makes all the wrong calls, she waits for the men to consult her, and she cannot seem to make decisions on her own. All the decisions that she does make are wrong, and in the end she still relies on like the dudes to sort of like carry her through. Yeah. So she was like a complete waste of time as a character. I don't understand why they needed to have her. Maybe they were just trying to be a little bit more progressive, but it just didn't work. See, the uh, the Police Evil <laughs> one, what was uh, great about how the, they, they made it was that they gathered a strong team. Mm. Uh, they actually gathered a strong team who had like good background in writing and filmmaking and all that. And they all put their heads together and they created Police Evil 1. Mm. Uh, Police Evil 2 is the same thing, mm. right? It's the same thing. So actually, it's just great directing, great writing, uh, great shots. It was shot very beautifully. Uh, it looked real. It looked really cool. Um, and and um, there's really not much to say. Like it's, it's a nice mainstream action movie. Yeah. And you'd be very very entertained. Except for by those it. things that we didn't like. Yeah. Except for those things that we didn't like, lah. Um. The other thing that we I well I also really liked was um, the portrayal of the the terrorists. Hmm. And um, the way that they dealt with um, Because all of them Well not all of them are, But a majority of the brolets and the bros They're all Muslim you see And then they're fighting a terrorist group That is also an Islamic uh, terrorist group So the way that they tackled the ideology The clash of ideology between the religion and the extremism Was also very progressive I felt For a mainstream film because uh, a lot of mainstream films, they try to pander and like, you know, like Munafik 2. They try to pander to the masses and they try to feed you their ideology that only by sticking to the one true faith and to the word of God do you uh, be able to come true. So all of these other things are like Ajaran Sasad, you must be afraid of it, whatever, whatever. But this one was more realistic because it dealt with the humanistic uh, side of the ideology because mm. it talks about uh, strength and it talks about faith and it talks about... Um, this was definitely between Zizan and Hasnul's character, right? When they, they sort of like verbally go head to head about their fights because he's a policeman. They're jihad. Uh, they're jihad. So he is a policeman, he is supposed to be protecting yeah. the innocent and the other guy is like, it's not about protecting the innocent, it's about saving everyone from themselves. That kind of, that kind of thing. And how far are you willing to go? And Zizan Razak's character completely comes undone because of the conflict with his humanistic side and uh, his and his responsibilities, you see, at the end of the day, your human instincts are still to save yourself first. But is that really so wrong? Yeah. Uh, so it really showed, I thought it really opened up a kind of dialogue about 
extremism mm. and about how extremist people are actually not logical and in their perceptions of what is sacrifice yeah. you know and they also don't just leave it unanswered they deal with it with uh, Shahizi Sam's character when he comes and talks to Zizan and says like look bro there are things you need to let happens. go there are things you can hold on yeah and shit happens and yeah. what do you choose to do about it after that like you have to make sure that in your head you still remember your responsibilities and what you're supposed to be doing so I thought that was executed quite well and very brilliantly and it was a great uh, it was really nice to see you see because it wasn't trying to impose anything upon you it was really just dealing with uh, psychology uh, which felt very humanistic and very relatable it comes through and sort of has a greater impact than films that actually do try to push on their ideology push on their things to you in a extremist manner so so like like Shahizi Sam has a very good line in the film which which is carried throughout actually from the beginning until the end where he says that uh, in life you know related to what you say in life there are certain things that you hold on and there are certain things that you let, let go. go and and I think this is that balance that everybody is trying to search for yeah. uh, and I think this movie is a perfect example of great CVE uh, counter-violent extremism yep, uh, if you know Fat Bidin uh, does a lot of counter-violent extremism work uh, in the documentaries and writings and work and all this yeah you know we, I, I, we don't like I don't like uh, extremism uh, I think everybody should like be more mis- should, everybody should be more understanding everybody should be more uh, accepting uh, and this is a perfect example of things that I've been advocating a lot where I feel that the entertainment industry or the media industry needs to subtly uh, eject uh, I guess uh, content that does not romanticize this kind of like jihadism and extremism. Neither uh, does it um, try to make you do it out of fear. Yeah, yeah you it's know? not fear mongering. Yeah, um, uh, it's it's. I think this is a good step uh, in injecting that into society. I think it's not going to be enough still. I think it needs to be done a little bit more. But it's a great uh, initiative stronger. to introduce a new type of narrative. Yeah. You know? Uh, this past couple of months have been uh, great in Malaysian films introducing new narratives and I hope it continues because uh, and this is another type of it lah so yeah we're doing good we're doing good guys good job good job yeah and 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 the, the way how it's still a copy Police Evil 2 is still a copy of all, almost all Hollywood mainstream action movies. Die Hard movies. comes yeah, to mind. Yeah, it copies Die Hard, it copies uh, so many, so many, so many uh, action movies. Yeah. But you see, one thing that Hollywood has down pat is that they have this cultural imperialism down pat, right? Uh, they have all these kind of uh, movies that spread propaganda you don't even know it's because propaganda. Because it's always us versus right? them. Yeah, so now, yeah. now Police Evil 1, Police Evil 2, by mastering this, uh, they can actually uh, just going to be very influential lah, what they can do actually uh, people see the message lah. yeah because then now you're telling stories with many layers yeah. you've got the you've got one layer where every you know everybody the masses can actually enjoy uh, at the surface level but if you want to think further deep you want to go deeper you can still you can still enjoy it also and you can still appreciate it uh, and, and, and this is great uh, I actually cried towards the end of the film not because of the film itself but because of of that, you know, of that Seems method of filmmaking. Really. Yeah, it's a, it's a, I think it's great. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't say it's like the excellent best Malaysian film, but it's great lah. And I think everybody should go and watch this film. Yeah, Everybody should go yes. and enjoy this film. I do agree. Enjoy the film. Everybody should watch Police Evil 2. Yeah. It's a great film. 
Okay, so if you have watched it or you want to say something, you want to ask us, you want to comment, you want to argue with us, please leave your comment or, or, or you can actually uh, follow us on all our social media platforms at FatBidin or go to FatBidin.com to get everything. Um, I don't know, you've been watching and listening to the FatBidin Film Club. I'm assuming I'm Zan Azli. And I'm Shell Ewustawan. Hey, if you want to learn how to become an independent filmmaker or a filmmaker in general, uh, I've got a book which I wrote uh, with a buddy of mine. Uh, it's called uh, Zan Azli and Wan Chun Hong's Guide to Indie Filmmaking. You can actually buy it off of uh, here. I'm going to put the link down here at my, my website, fatbidin.com. It's only a couple of ringgit uh, and it's really good because it has many, many different chapters. The process of filmmaking and each chapter I interview uh, a Malaysian filmmaker who gives advice and tips of, uh, yeah, from their experience. So, yeah, yay, link is down here, yay.